This week, crossing the border into Canada. We had a great experience at the Canada border crossing. We're going to share with you how we did it and some tips and tricks for when you might do it in the future and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. This summer, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Here's a game-changing tip for the beach. Bring a fitted sheet. As nice as a nap in the sun is, the sheet isn't for making up the bed. It's a smart way to keep sand off your beach towels. Since the corners of a fitted sheet naturally lift, all you need to do is add weighted objects to each corner and you'll have a nifty pocket of space you can hang out in, sand-free. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 286 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two RVers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing all around North America since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and so much more. We are coming to you from the great Seward, Alaska. This is just a wonderful spot out on the Kenai Peninsula. We're parked right on the bay with lovely views behind us, especially right now, because all morning completely fogged over and just as we started to record, opened up. So if you're watching on YouTube, we've got a, a great view behind us. You might see a cruise ship come in. You might see some other boats come in. But uh, this has just been phenomenal. And we've only been here uh, a couple nights. We have a whole lot planned. This is sort of like... The big hurrah, the end really of the main thrust of stuff that we're doing in Baja to Alaska and really as full-time RVers. Like this is this sort is of it. our our going away party. I can't think of a better way to be celebrating it too yeah. because we have several really awesome excursions planned. And on top of that, as we are recording, driving towards us are two of our, well, really a, two lifelong friends of mine. We have all been friends since I was 14 years old, my dear, dear friends, Jenny and Grant, who are really now an extension of our family and an extension of Jason's as well. They're the godparents of our boys. They are Aunt Jenny and Uncle Grant. They are going to be here really within the hour. We are trying to get this recorded before they show up so that we can really enjoy some time with them. They have an awesome Airbnb here in town. I really cannot think of a better way to close out our time here with this whole Baja to Alaska adventure than to welcome some family into this world here and let them see and experience, not only get to meet Jamie and Clay, who we have been with for so long and who we are going to miss so much, but then also just to see what our life is like here when we're doing these sort of extraordinary adventures. Because often we just see family like, oh, we're just at the formerly known as the KOA down the street from your dad and Tammy's house, or we're just out at a campground by mom and dad's, or we don't really ever get to show them our life. And And it's been a long time since we've seen everyone because normally we would go visit family both around Christmas time and around 4th of July time. Mm -hmm. And over the course of this past year, we have not done that other than your family in California, really. So we haven't been able to see a lot of people because we needed to stay west in order to go down to Baja. Because, Um, I mean, if you are watching this, this is why we stayed west. And if you're listening, just try to pop over to YouTube just to catch a visual of this, because this is why we have done what we have done for the last year. This view behind us is just magnificent. I mean, I keep I keep staring at the monitor because I just want to look at the mountains behind us. It's just incredible. Alaska has been the adventure of a lifetime. And right as we were sitting down to record, uh, there's a path right behind us and lots of people are going to walk past here as we're recording. And uh, right as we were getting ready to start, someone said, Hey, Jason and Abby, and we got to sit and chat with some people for a little bit and talk about where have you been and where are you going and get a recommendation for a potential boondocking spot later on down the road. And I, it's 
just Alaska has been really incredible. It's it's just been wonderful. And uh, as I've said many times, we've ran into more <laughs> of you, uh, people who watch and listen to us here in Alaska, than we ever do down in the lower 48. Everybody, it seems, is up here. This is this was kind of a year I think a lot of people postponed getting up here to Alaska because of the pandemic for various reasons. And uh, if there's a lot of you up here. It's very busy with RVers, but it's not it's not crazy packed. It's just no. kind of a wonderful, awesome atmosphere, and it's been it's just been a whole lot of fun. We have been rewarded with some spectacular weather too i yeah. mean i think we definitely put in yeah. our dues in california and yeah well you know <laughs> we've, I, we've been able to sort of uh elude all of the rain and yeah uh, i think you expect a lot of rain when you sort of make this journey but like we've we've had some but we've really lucked out overall yeah. the know. solar is kicking and yeah. in fact that's gonna be the topic of our detour episode that we do for mile marker plus monthly and yearly members, we're going to talk a little bit about what solar has been able to do for us and what we have been able to do with solar on this trip and why we have been able to boondock as much as we have, because it is a hundred percent because of the setup that we have going on here with being able to harness the power of the sun. And then even some of the things that we've been using, because we've at this point today, we're already like, we're in, this is start, charging and using all the things because this is this is free power right yeah. now like that we don't have that much we no. really don't no so, uh we'll talk about that we've also talked about our solar setup in the past if you're not a mile marker member you can find one of our episodes on that but um we hope you'll join us there i wanted to talk in the beginning of the show a little bit though about wheel bearings um i think a lot of people buy a, a trailer and don't really think about the wheel bearings and often nobody tells them about the wheel bearings that that's something that you need to worry about because why uh on automobiles we don't mess with the bearings very often no it's not something that you need to maintenance on a regular basis they're a sealed item and in fact jamie and clay on their airstream have sealed automotive bearings which makes a lot of sense, but most trailers do not. Uh, and it's something that you need to take care of. So every 10,000 miles or once a year or so, you need to repack your bearings, as they call it, which means to re-grease them. And there are a few different options on how to do this. Um, the, the old school way and probably the best way is to completely take the wheel off and take the wheel bearing apart and actually pack the grease into the bearing and put it all back together. That way you get to inspect the brakes and all the parts and all that sort of stuff. And if that is beyond what you want to do, you can always have a trailer shop or an RV technician do that kind of work for you. But the reason I wanted to bring this up in this episode is because I've been seeing a lot of chatter online from RVers who have bought a new RV and they say that the bearings were not greased from the factory. And there's a lot of anger over that. And there's a lot of people, you know, making sure their dealer takes their wheels apart and checks and everything. Uh, and they're very concerned about that. And um, in particular, it's, I've noticed it a lot in the Facebook group for, um, for the Ibex RV. Uh, it's just, you know, one of those things on the Internet that people latch onto. And they're like, oh, this is something that happens to everybody. You need to check this. But the reality is it's not true. Um, that's not really the way this is working. So what happens is these easy lube axles that a lot of RVs have, have this big cavity where you can, and they've got a Zerk fitting, which is a fitting you can pump grease into. And you pump that grease in there and the dirty grease comes out the other end and once the grease turns back to a clean color you're done so that is one way that is the other way the easier way that you can repack your bearings if you have these easy lube bearings now a lot of people think that that's a horrible idea and you should never do it that way and there are all kinds of things that you could go that could go wrong with that you can blow the seals out um the manufacturers say that that's fine and dandy. There's no issues with it at all, and it works fine. And I, the truth is probably somewhere in between. But the issue lies here with the fact that people are like, oh, there's not, there's all this room for grease in here, and there's no grease in here. It's because there doesn't need to be all that grease in there. The grease just needs to be in the actual 
pieces of the bearing itself in the actual rollers. If you use the easy loop function, there's a big cavity in there that's got to fill up with all sorts of grease in order for that old grease to pump out. So that's why when you get your RV, your trailer from the manufacturer, it's not going to have a ton of grease in there. The grease is just on the bearing. Uh, and look, there, there, maybe there's a couple cases out there where they didn't grease the bearing, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't hold water that they, that anybody would ever put an ungreased bearing into a wheel. They, they just, it, it wouldn't be a part of the process. It would be the easiest thing in the world to spot. There are some stupid things that I've seen done manufacturers do on an RV though. So, you know, I guess it's worth, worth maybe getting the gun out and filling that up right when you get your RV. But it's not, it is not the case that they're shipping out all these RVs with ungreased wheel bearings, but it is something you want to check on a regular basis. You want to make sure that your uh, wheels are in good shape. And that's one thing that, you know, uh, heading into Alaska uh, and heading down into Baja, those were sort of on our maintenance checklist to make sure that we're we're good on those sorts of things because one of the worst things you could possibly have is a wheel bearing go bad on your way up to Alaska. Yes. You don't want that to happen. We've had experience with a bad wheel bearing yes. on our bus, uh, also a sealed wheel bearing. But that was uh, uh, that was kind of a nightmare that had us stuck in the L.A. area for many weeks and uh, it was not many a lot of fun weeks. at all. We, uh, we were lucky, though, that the front wheel did not fall off. <laughs> One of the many times we were lucky with Bussy yeah. that it could have been a lot worse than what it was. So we were always trying to count our blessings there. Um, we will need to do this maintenance. Yeah. Actually, yeah. by the time we make it back to the Quad Cities. Yeah, there's going to be a whole lot to do, mm-hmm. like post-Baja to Alaska Oh yes, stuff. So much dirt. Stuff. So much yeah. dirt will need to be somehow evacuated out of places where you don't expect dirt to be and you don't really know how to get it. And things that we and want, um, you know, there's still Baja sand. There's still uh, sand. Things there's that we want sand. to do better. Like there, you know, we had a short amount of time to prep the rig to yes. head down into Baja. And there are things I think that we would do a little bit differently, how we organize this stuff inside. Uh, I want to put the batteries and inverter in a whole different place. Uh, I want mm-hmm. to put a whole house inverter in. Lots of little things that we want to take care of. Do you have a honey-do list? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That is one of... It's, if it's you, more of a me-do list. If you so. want to send Jason off on a really long tangent about, like, sayings that he can't stand, bring up honey-do list. I can't... Just bring it up. Sayings <laughs> in general. Like, sayings and nicknames and abbreviations. Uh, what are you talking about? We uh, have... Initialisms. Um, I just... Why do we got we? Why do we got to shorten everything? We have especially a, when it causes it takes it takes this is a fun fact from from uh, our. You're kids. welcome, everybody. It takes longer <laughs> to say www. Yeah. Not that we say this anymore. It takes longer <laughs> to say www than it does to t- say World Wide Web because it's three syllables. Mm-hmm. Instead so I just of tell, nine syllables. I just tell everyone to go to the World Wide Web dot rvmiles.com https colon backslash backslash i just i want to address something really quick and then we will we will Mm. move on and get to Mm. actual topics that people care about your bearings increased (laughs) let's not go there um what is wrong i don't know where you were going (laughs) what is wrong with our nicknames i think we have some killer nicknames what do you mean we like this the the family like we've got some rocking uh, first off i don't understand what your issue is with upper boo like that's phenomenal so that is a that is a marrying because i didn't change my name when we got married i like my name i like trebu i wanted to keep it y'all probably y'all know me as epperson it's just easier that way but your name's great I'm, my I'm, name's I'm, great I'm our names and, together are weird oh our names together are phenomenal and i refer to you as upper boo all the time it's not even your name your name is boo and you say boo upper boo yeah and then yeah. i just shorten it a lot of times i just call you boo I'm like, hey, boo, you want to get that for me? Look at the joy on your face oh, right now as so I say that joy. to you. There are, so all joy. of our children have at least five or six different nicknames that yeah. they will answer to. Like, yeah. they do. And that is that is something that has been just... I don't mind, like, a shortening or, like, a, like calling like Hen- Henry Henny or calling 
Abigail Abby. Like, yeah. that's and Jay, Jason Jay's. That's what fuck. about abs? I'm not a big fan of abs. That's not that's not one I've ever been a real big fan of. I'm not a abs. big I'm not a big fan of calling people nicknames that they don't endorse. Too first of all, uh, but, Can I'll, I'll, but get your I, it's more about. Then? I mean, like le- legitimately here in the RV world too, and camping mm-hmm. and everything. I I have an I I I think there's sort of a. Um, a gatekeeping thing like you know we're here to help people learn and everything and if we forget and use abbreviations for stuff online that people don't know about like if you use fhu for full hookups oh yeah um, you know somebody invariably is going to ask i what does that mean i don't understand what that means you know sometimes people even still and i i try to think about this a lot when sharing information and and remembering that the audience is so vast and wide that we're all on a different journey with our RV and camping lifestyle that even just saying to someone dry camping can be very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And so you really do have to try to be mindful of some of these are wild camping or boot. Like we have so many different ways of saying camping. And then there are so many different ways to go camping. But then you don't want to like be, sound like you're talking down to somebody like they don't know. I know. So it's hard. It's hard. I know. I know. That's no, that's it for now. It's just Abby and Jason Epperboo. So, uh, check your wheel bearings. (laughs) Apparently I I need to go check mine. We've moved on from that. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about traveling into Canada. Uh, we had a great border experience and we're going to tell you all about it. We'll be right back. back. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Uh, There's one in the fridge. Mm. Can you go get that for me, please? This episode is sponsored by the Park Wolf app. Ever found yourself in the heart of a national park surrounded by beauty, but unsure where to go or what to see? That's where Park Wolf comes in. Park Wolf is the ultimate app for exploring national parks. As you drive, the GPS shows you what's coming up on the road, and an audio guide will fill you in on what's there so you can decide if it's worth a stop for you or not. Gas running low, looking for a bite to eat or a bathroom break? Park Wolf's got you covered. It keeps track of the nearest gas station, restrooms, food, and pullover areas. And the best part, it works without an internet connection. And if you're a wildlife enthusiast, you'll love Park Wolf's wildlife maps and sighting notifications. So before you set off on your next national park adventure, download the Park Wolf app for your iPhone from the App Store. It's your ultimate guide to national parks. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight-distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth-wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. We're back, and it's time to talk about traveling into Canada, the mm-hmm. Great White North. Uh, we staged, staged yeah, is, staged a, is just the word. a good word. Uh, we sort of did the same thing down in Baja. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we headed into Baja, we stopped at a Walmart. The <laughs> ultimate staging location. Which is great, because you can stock up on things that you might need as long as they're allowed into that country. And it had um, a Starbucks right next to it that morning, so we got coffee. But we find it to be good to stop and camp for the night near the border, mm-hmm. as opposed to traveling 200 miles in a day and having the end of your journey be the border yes uh, because you might have to wait you don't know what it's going to be like your day might get delayed all that sort of stuff that can happen so we have found it to be good these two border crossings to and i give jamie all the credit in the world for this is that her idea uh it's just to get there and and overnight and be prepared to go first thing in the morning so that you're one of the first uh one of the early people at the border crossing before it gets super busy because as we know with everything on earth whether it be amusement parks or boondocking sites or border crossings everybody arrives at 10 o'clock yeah that seems to be the sweet spot <laughs> for national all of parks us. 10 a.m <laughs> what are you doing i'll be there at 10 a.m you know in fact one of the tours all the tours i think we're taking this week 10 a.m yeah yeah so we staged this time around, uh, we utilized Harvest Hosts yeah. for this, which again, as you all know, not only is Harvest Host working with us on this whole Baja to Alaska adventure, and you're going to get to learn a little bit more about them as the series goes by and see some of the places we stayed, but we just, as 
humans who RV really liked to go to harvest host yeah. locations. And there just happened to be a harvest host at something we had never done before. You know, we do a lot of wineries and breweries. Those are pretty predominant in the harvest host uh, sphere. But we ended up at a home decor. Yeah, this was kind of like, uh, almost like farmland-ish. It's my um, dream farm. And they had they have sort of like a barn type building that is a home decor shop with yes. some, uh, you know, country farmy type decor yeah, items. Magnolia-ish, but like, yeah. like fixer-upper-like, a, lo- a lot of sassy prints. Like sass- a lo- sassy towels lo- with of, sayings on them. A lot you know, of sassy you know towels. What we're talking about, right? A lot of sassy towels. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a little bit northwest of... Uh, Bellingham. Bellingham, Belling- was, yeah. So the Bellingham area was sort of yeah. where we crossed the border. And so we were in the town of Ferndale. We stayed at this harvest house called Petals and Blooms, and that's where we staged for the night. And we had the most spectacular views: the mountains in that area, the land that this shop is on. Yeah, is it's a dream piece of There's property. A great sunset and great. Uh, um, morning, great sunrise. That's the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, when the sun, sometimes the sun has to come up it after it goes up. down. Yeah. yeah, I know we haven't really seen that. It doesn't really do that. that. It stays in one I, place and the earth we, turns. But. We don't really know what sunrise, sunset is anymore because we've been in Alaska for so long. It's just all daylight. But this was, if you are going to cross where we crossed, which is the Pacific Highway crossing. Uh, some people refer to it as the truckers crossing there. This was a tip, if you remember from our episode a few back on Port Angeles and going over to Victoria, this was actually recommended to us by a border agent there yeah, on well, the Canadian we side. We just did the sort of one day on a ferry on foot yeah. uh, into Victoria, and he had worked this border and said this was a, a really good option. And don't be um, intimidated by the fact that people call it the trucker crossing. That doesn't yeah. mean it's for truckers. It just means... It's the place where truckers can go, but also there's regular crossing there yeah, as well. Absolutely. Right? And so we this is where we entered. And again, we got up in the morning and we recommend this. You get up, you get moving. We didn't have very far to go. You can get in line. There were only a couple of cars in front of us. Our personal border crossing was incredibly easy. They took our passports. The guy <laughs> took our passports scan them and everything and then talk to us for like we a half sat an there hour. for a good half hour just just <laughs> chatting with them and it was you know i mean i think at first it was a little bit of okay i'm like you know asking these people questions to see what they're up to you know to try to you know because they they do that they have the questions that they ask that might seem friendly but they're really designed to they're trying to like call you out a little bit they're just, trying to yeah, just trying to see what your answer but, but then he was just like then he was just giving us all the advice in the world for traveling and like yeah. where to go and what highways to take and how to get to Alaska and all the things that he thought we should do uh, on our way up. And we just we just sat there for a decent time. I, I mean, there was a line behind us. Sorry, everybody. Know. He did not want to stop talking to talking. us. And so it was incredibly easy because we also had peace of mind that we had done everything that we needed to do in order to cross this border in the way that Canada would like you to come into their country. So that is, I think, such an important piece of this, whether you're crossing into Baja, whether you're crossing or, you know, just into uh, mainland Mexico or you're going into Canada, you need to cross and do everything that that country asks of you in regards to what you're bringing with you. Do it. And there's a really great article from Julie over at RV Love that we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes that's more just real tips and like how to's. I mean, the article is exceptional. We'll link to it in the show notes and in the description for the YouTube video. But again, it really does come down to you need to just have all your ducks in a row, check off all your boxes, whatever you want to call it, but don't show up and have a uh, the food you're not supposed to have or the liquor that you're not supposed to have or you don't have, you know, maybe perhaps you didn't go and get that like, you know, renewal on the RV or on the truck because you're like, whatever, they don't care in my state. Well, they care at the border. So you really need to have all of those 
like just lined up. And also, don't show up. <laughs> this is such an insane story. And I'm going to tell it really quick and then we're going to move on. When And I think I already told it, but when we were in Dawson City, I was hanging out. I'd gone on a walking tour one night and I was sitting there and I was having a drink afterwards and enjoying some quiet time. And I was listening to a group of uh, other tourists over at another table. They were just like chatting and they were really loud and it was hard not to hear what they were talking about. And they, the woman was telling a story about how she and her friend had showed up to the Canadian American border trying to cross into the USA, but her friend had a, uh, uh, was banned from coming into the USA, but they still just thought that like, whatever, they're still going to be able to get past it. They went to like a not very busy like border patrol and assumed that they wouldn't care, wouldn't check and was just going to let this friend in. It doesn't work like that. No, they have no, scanners it, now. It does, they they it, pull up your passport uh, immediately. They know, right? right. It does yeah. not work like that. You're not just going to get in. You're not going to just be able to sweet talk them. And they're going to be like, oh, of course, that one time it was such a mistake. Yes, please go. No, if you have things on that, you know, are on the list that are no no's, you run the risk of not getting into the country. You run the risk of your trip not happening. So really look over this article we're going to talk about and share with you. And a couple of things that I, I just in general, though, I think. For us, it was super easy. They didn't search us or anything like that. The Canadian Border Patrol does get very thorough with yes. some people. I actually mm-hmm. started getting, as after we crossed, I started getting um, reels in my feed or whatever you call them on YouTube, shorts in my feed from the, <laughs> from a TV show that was like Canadian Border Patrol and them finding, oh, yeah. you know, the, finding drugs on people and all sorts of stuff and how they manage the border crossing. And they will, I mean... They will, if you your glove compartment is locked, they will shimmy it open without you there. I, I had the experience of taking a group of students um, into Canada many years ago, back when I was a teacher. And, uh, you know, we were on a bus. And I know they, of course, students are looking for drugs. They very thoroughly mm-hmm. searched that bus. Or a middle-aged but- woman who has an airscape coffee storage. <laughs> they but will I, but also I, I look think, for drugs there. I think the thing is, like... You know, they're going to search you based on if the scanners see anything as you pull up or based on any sort of intuition, uh, anything they're concerned about, or possibly just based on randomness. Um, So there were definitely in the search area, there were definitely a lot of RVs over there being searched. Uh Now, the the things that you're allowed in, I think a lot of people get concerned about, oh, what food and stuff I can can have it. When you actually look at the list, it's actually it's actually not that bad. No, we it, didn't feel really limited by the food stuff at all. Uh, no. it's just re- it was really the liquor that we were concerned about—the amount of liquor that you can have. Like it's up to. But then we realized it's per person too. So you, you make have, us sound awful. Like, no, like I, oh, we were really concerned because you can only have twenty-four cans, well, like or whatever no, but, it is. But, but it's like twenty-four cans or like a bottle, you know? Because yeah. like we had a few bottles and and stuff. But but then you realize it's per person, not per RV. Yeah. So like when they say you can have two bottles of wine, it's actually would be four bottles of wine for us. I don't know if the kids can have a bottle of wine or not, but (laughs) we're not going to test it. So again, like we mentioned, this was just our experience. Uh, We just, we had a great experience both crossing into Baja and crossing into Canada. And again, when we returned from Baja and into the States, we had a great experience. I anticipate that um, we should, whatever it is when we cross back into Canada and cross back into the States, that those two will also go smoothly as we will make sure that we are following all of the rules that they ask. But what I wanted to share out of this article from uh, Mark and Julie over at RV Love, who are just such an incredible resource. Not only are they just really, really nice people, they really do love RVing, but they write some of the most thorough yeah, just, it's none of this 500-word clickbait stuff. They no. write every detail that you need to know, and it's uh, it's it's information. You know, it's clear information that answers all the questions that you might have. When I grow up as a writer, <laughs> I want to write like Julie writes. And this one section of the, the um, article, which I think is something that sometimes isn't talked about, because we focus a lot on, like, what can we not 
brain. Okay, mm-hmm. what's food and, uh, you know, our, how, what are their feelings on our pets? What, you know, do we need anything for that? What, how much liquor can we bring in? Like, XXX. What I love about this is she talks about 10, she has 10 tips for a smooth Canadian border crossing in your RV. And she is talking specifically about that moment that you roll up to the window, that first moment where you encounter your border agent and you're going to begin the process of crossing into that state. And I think that this is really great because these are a lot of things that are just good reminders Um, especially when we get to number two, as a lot of us now are documenting these, uh, journeys that we're on. So I'm going to go through these and then, um, let me know if you have any questions, Jason, afterwards. Okay. okay? (laughs) So number one is have your photo ID documents for all passengers ready in advance. That includes passports, green cards, et cetera, and hand them to the driver, Now, I will add to that and say what I do is I also open up each passport booklet to that person's picture, and then I do it again for the other one and slide it in there so that when we hand it to the agent, all of the pictures, each like passport is laying inside of of the other one open to the picture so that they don't have to like open up the passport booklet and look for that. It's immediately there for them to access, and we've had several agents tell us how much they appreciate that yeah. we do that. So that's something to consider. And don't forget that your passport has to expire in more than six months from mm-hmm. when you go in. So don't think that just because you're just going to be there for the summer and your passport expires in September or October or whatever, that you're going to be okay. If it's less than six months, they're not going to let you in. Like period, not going to let you in. Period. Number two is stop using cell phones, turn off cameras, GoPros, and radios, music on approach to the border control area. This is so important. Don't do it as you've pulled up to the window and you're rolling everything down. As you are the next car, like if there's a car or an RV in front of you, do all that then. Turn your music off. Turn off your devices. You do not need to film this agent. You are not, there's no, you should not be filming the agent. You should not be filming your experience going through that border patrol. They don't want you doing that. So don't do that. Don't create yeah, an obviously issue. obviously it's a security risk. But like, I, there's a, I've talked about this when we headed into Mexico too. Like mm-hmm. us Americans have feelings about our rights mm-hmm. uh, often when it comes to law enforcement in, in particular. And we have rights that we have. And those law enforcement officers are supposed to uh, enforce those uh, laws in, in a way that is respectful of our rights. Mm-hmm. You crossing into another country and another country's border <laughs> patrol agents. Your rights don't they come with have, you. <laughs> has nothing to do with anything, right? Yeah. They, you don't have. This is this is an entirely different scenario. Yeah, your passport doesn't say, uh, "Hi, I'm Abby, and I will only be abiding yeah. by you know the laws of the United States." While and I'm in fact, here. they can not allow you in just because they are uncomfortable allowing you in. I mean, on that show, but just a little side note on that show where they're working the Canadian border. I, there's so many instances of them like actually looking through people's phones, having them unlock their phones and see like who their recent calls and texts are. <laughs> what are you right? saying about what well, you're about to do? Because yeah. it's you know making sure they're not just crossing in to do a drug dealer or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. It's sort that sort of stuff. Um, a lot so of our viewers they assume that we have guns, uh, and there are lots of rules about that headed into Canada Mm -hmm. and there are lots of things that you can do if you have a handgun you can uh, go to a gun shop on the border and check it there you could have it mailed to in Alaska I don't know all the details about that but you can find that information out but don't try to bring a handgun into Canada yeah number three roll down the windows so the agents can clearly see all passengers so roll down all your windows you got kids in the back roll those windows down so that they can see the kids they like to say hi to the kids anyway and the kids think it's cool they you know they get to be a part of this experience because it's a cool experience this isn't scary this shouldn't be you know there doesn't need to be tension this is a this is a really positive thing like you are getting to go into another country and have an amazing adventure so roll your windows down let the kids be a part of it number four keep your seat belts buckled Number five, remove your sunglasses so the agents can see your eyes. Somebody shared this tip with us. I loved seeing it here in this article from Julie as well. Take those sunglasses off. Give them eye contact. Give them your respect. Again, stay calm, relaxed, and look the border control agent in the eye. 
Number seven, answer all questions truthfully while maintaining eye contact. Number eight, be polite, cooperative, and courteous. They have a hard job. Let's be the people that just gives them a little bit of an easy day so that when the next person comes along and maybe it's a little bit harder, they at least have had that kindness from us by being courteous and respectful as we go through. Let them see that our veers are, they're the kind of like, automobile they're the kind of like recreational vehicle they want to see an rv pull up and they're like all right rvers this is gonna be a good experience number nine be prepared to report the goods you are bringing including food plants and any animal products again you're going to want to check uh with the canadian border crossing website like what does that mean and then number 10 only answer questions you are asked so if they ask you one question and i i'm guilty of this i will answer it but then i will give you the back history for like 400 years. Okay? See, then you look guilty, though. I know. Well, listen, this is a MedWest thing, okay? This is like someone coming up to me and me like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love your shoes. I can't just say to you, thank you so much. I have to say, oh, thank you so much. I got them on sale at dot, 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 dot. And I've been wanting them for like so long and I've been waiting for them to go on sale. And I was so excited that they finally went on sale. That is just a MedWest thing. We just yeah. over explain well, everything. I, if, not me. No. I mean, like if you well, ask if you ask me if I did something and I'm not being super honest about it, <laughs> if if I'm going on for five minutes about all the things that happened during it, are you believing me? No, I can't. <laughs> Your stock response to everything is good. How are you doing? Good. How's the editing going? Good. How's the news video? Any news this week? Yeah, it's good. Everything is just good. And so if Jason comes back with something that's like, oh, this is not good, or, oh, oh, it's going great. If he tells me something's going great, I'm just like, whoa, this must be like the most amazing thing that's ever, ever happened to RV Miles. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> like are... when, you, when I went to the ER last week, I was like, I think I need to get checked out. You're like, oh, the world is ending. <laughs> no, the world, well... Not because I don't, I don't usually say that. And also <laughs> you are notorious for it. Not just being a little thing. Like yeah. you go big or go home. Yeah. That's, that's your thing. You either have little words or when you have a lot of words, like about a honey do list, then you know, you're going to go big. <laughs> so, so again, <laughs> I want to stress though, like this is a, the border crossings are, they're super painless. If you do the right things if you don't make it about you if you make it about the crossing <laughs> this isn't the time to be like i don't think you have the right to ask me that question uh, of course if you're coming back into your own country that's a whole different story but hey you um, do you they can ask you any question they want yeah uh and uh i i, I you know just treat it as uh you're a guest in a country and you are going to uh, act as a guest and present yourself as a guest, and you'll be fine. Yeah, these are in-laws that you really yeah. want to impress. They want you here. It is. They, First time meeting the in-laws. Believe it or not, they want you to come spend your money. Oh, don't they ever. And when we get to talking about Fort Langley, which is where we headed to Fort after Langley we, took all our money. They took all our money, and then they took a little bit more. But that will be for next week's discussion again we are going to link to this article from julie and mark over at rv love uh, book market save it so that when you are planning your alaskan adventure and you want to cross into canada uh, not only will you have a whole slew of rv miles podcasts you can go back and listen to but you will have the exceptional articles from mark and julie because i will never write anything this good so there's no point in trying <laughs> all right we're gonna take a break and when we come back we will check the level of our tanks be right back how many national parks have you been dying to camp at but no matter how hard you try you just can't seem to get a reservation that's where camp scanner comes in camp scanner is a platform brought to you by the team at harvest hosts to help you snag those impossible to book campground reservations Camp Scanner has multiple pricing tiers to suit your needs. Just search where and when you'd like to camp and sign up to be notified if a spot opens up. Go to CampScanner.com to experience the best outdoors America has to offer. Welcome back to the show. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Sponsored by our friends over at Matt's RV Reviews. 
liquefied RV toilet treatment, the no BS toilet treatment. You can find that along with a host of other suggestions that we have for RVing in the RV Miles Amazon store at worldwideweb.amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles. Okay, Jason, what is in your black tank this so, week? So, you know, I've loved... Most of the drives that we have been on from from the Canadian border up until now, there have been some wonderful, wonderful sure. scenic uh, drives throughout this whole route. My black tank is that every so often, especially as we got up into Upper BC and into Yukon, and then even also into Alaska, uh, and particularly, I actually think it's in Alaska more than anywhere else along the highways. There are signs for there. It's a picture of a camera for like a scenic oh. overlook. <laughs> there no, are scenic like cam like a thousand, yeah, you know, a thousand feet ahead camera spot. Take a picture here, right? Yes, yes. And you you get there and like you're like, okay, well, the, we were looking for a spot to stop for lunch anyway. And all it is is. All trees. it is is trees. It's trees. You don't see anything. There's literally giant mountains back behind those trees, but, but because you, you're so up on the trees, you can't see them. Yeah, anything. you can't see them <laughs> because they're behind the trees. I don't understand why, what, what, what makes the, that and like, I don't the, know. That and like, uh, wildlife next 20 miles. Like, we have, we have seen a lot of wildlife along the road. Uh-huh. We've never seen them in the wildlife corridors. <laughs> now, I'm sure that's more of a safety thing, and like moose end up traveling those routes, yeah. and there are moose accidents and stuff like that. Uh, actually, I think it has a lot more to do too with the fact that, you know, that section might not have wildlife fencing along it to keep them from running across the road. But, in general, we have found the the blue and the brown signs to not be so uh, effective no, no. up we, here in Alaska. No, it's very strange. I don't know if they're just like, oh, pull off here to see the largest swarm of mosquitoes you've ever seen. And that's saying something because we recently pulled off at one just to stop because it had, again, fool us like 27 times. We're still not going to learn our lesson. Pull off. And we got out and it was just like all the mosquitoes just everywhere. And we were like, whoa, get inside, get inside, get inside, close everything up. So I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, mosquito is the state bird here. I've been told. I've been told. Yes. Maybe a lot of times we've been told that and we can actually confirm it. There are a lot of mosquitoes here. Yeah. All right. What is in your fresh tank this week? We've been looking around. We've been trying to get our finances a little bit more in order as we're transitioning our lifestyle a little bit here, paying down some <laughs> debt and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it really was like taking a look at like, oh, the interest rate on our savings account. Not something I have ever paid any attention to whatsoever. And we you, don't you, adult you, very you well. well. We're no, not, we're the worst. I, I had no idea really how little... Most savings account and most banks pay. Oh, it's awful. It's like now that I know zero point zero one percent or something worst. like that. I'm like, why am I even putting it in a savings account instead of leaving it in the checking account? It re- it literally makes no difference. It, no. But we learned that you can shop around. I know, like many of you are way ahead of us on this. So many people right now are looking at us and being like, how do you run a small well, business? What's funny and is how are we, you raising children? What's funny is we already had a savings account in E-Trade. E-Trade is where like where we yeah. have like our investments, the what what there is of <laughs> in, investments. Yeah. We should really, that's what we use that term loosely and here. We looked over there and like the interest rate there is four and a half percent. That's amazingly better. Well, How many times over 0.02 or 1 well, is that? Well, we've also got, you know, Apple now has started rolling out their savings account. Yeah. And I think they're offering somewhere around 5%. And you can do it all in the app. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, have, a, we have an crazy. Apple credit card, which is great, by the way. But like Apple car- credit card gives you 3% back. And you can roll that 3% into the Apple savings account. And it's almost five percent yeah i mean so even if you're someone who likes to have and we know a lot of people who do like who like to have a savings account that they're specifically using for travel and and they're saving that for the years to come or the next year 
they're saving up for their big Alaskan adventure or something, really consider some of these. Um, I don't necessarily want to call them alternatives because it's not like a lot of them, although Apple did just pop up. But these are there are other places besides as when I was a kid, you just had a savings account, you know, at the bank or whatever. There are so many more options out there now, and a lot of them are really uh, will give you such a solid return on well, an investment for your money. I think we're sort of like tied to this old thing of like, oh, we have to do all our banking at one place. Uh, and this day and age, like you can transfer between accounts across different banks no, and pretty think, easily, right? You know, I think that's changed a lot too with the pop up in the recent years of these kid accounts like Greenlight yeah. that you can get for your kids. And you can, these are literally uh, bank accounts designed just for kids. And you do not have to go through the Bank of America, Wells yeah. Fargo down the street from you anymore. You don't have I to do say, that. A lot of people do ask us what bank we use as full timers traveling the country yeah. because they do have concerns about that. And a lot of people, of course, recommend their Credit union, credit unions are great for a heck of a lot of reasons. There's one specific reason we don't use a credit union, uh, and that's because we want to be able to walk into a physical location and get money in case something happens. We a wallet, you know, falls to the bottom of the water, right? Uh, we we want to be able to act. Though though there is not a single major national chain bank. That is in more than 30 states. No, but Wells Fargo has been all yeah. over the place up here in so Alaska, we've, we've which has been, been really Wells comforting. Fargo. We've been happy with Wells Fargo, except their savings account. Don't use their savings account. Don't use their savings account. They're the worst. <laughs> Do my, the that's, opposite. That's my fresh tank, I think. Yeah. It sounds like a black tank, but it's a fresh tank. Well, we're not here to give what, financial advice. What's in advice. your black tank, Happy? Okay, so we have our, our bed, and it's on a platform, and every... RV we have owned outside of the one that we built, mm -hmm. the mattress will not stay on the platform. It slides around. It slides around. And I just, if I catch my right above my knee one more time on the corner of your side of the bed. Oh, yeah, because it's mattress, not like a box spring under there. No, it's, the mattress has slid yeah. over to my side because well, it's just, it's like, you know, you and the kids, you don't roll over like normal people. When you roll over at night, you and the children, I've talked about this before, it's like you flip yourselves up into the air. You true. rotate a million times. You do some flips and some back flips. Maybe you do so. I don't know, you're up there juggling, whatever it is, and you slam yourselves back down on the bed. And not only... Is like teeny tiny little Henry do this, and then the whole RV's like, Ooh. you do it, and the mattress is like, shh, 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 and it no, just moves. I think more like, of the moving happens on travel days. Mm, I, I say no to that. Because... If we were smart, we would put like one of them uh, rug well, Jason, underlayment things on one of those like rubber rug underlayments under our mattress. Yeah, and we just did a, a fresh tank about how we're not smart about money. So yeah. what makes anyone think we're going to be smart about putting I, something? They listen to us for some reason. <laughs> if I, they saw the reel where we installed this RV mattress in Bexie, they will also know that we put the thing on upside down. Yeah, and, and opened it. it. Yeah, opened the mattress upside yeah. down, and then with said. Did you have the broken finger by then? I don't think so. Maybe not. No, I had not broken it yet. Okay. We still had to figure out how think. to <laughs> I don't flip think. the mattress right side. And that alone was enough. There's no way that thing is coming off. But I have just, I, I, need, a, I need a bed in the future. In all future, and this needs to go on your me list of things to do, and I we can add it to mm -hmm. a, mm -hmm. a joint list of we things. We can just call them a list. Yeah, can we That's, just that works. our to do list? Yeah. yeah. When we move out, mm. is to stop that from happening because I have a just a, a permanent bruise above I my knee. I did knee. not know that. Yes, I, it's not I been happening to me. So. Well, you know. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> what is in your fresh tank this week? All right, my fresh tank is uh season two of only murders in the building we just finished it a few days ago prior to season three which is coming out on august 8th y'all if you are not watching this show 
you are missing what I think is some of the best TV to be on TV in a very, very, yeah, who, very who long time. Who would have thought it would have come from Martin Short and Steve Martin? And you know, Selena who Gomez. Are great, but it's been a long time since they've been on TV. We've... And Selena is 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 great as well, but she, you know, is known as a Disney Channel star and not a sort of like murder she's mystery actor. And she's fa- she's, she's fabulous today. Funny. I know we fresh tanked season one in the mm-hmm. past. Season two is just it's even better. Than season one and where it ends and what is coming for season three as it's like if I was given the freedom to to write a show a show about Broadway and podcasting and murder mystery it's like everything I love it is just I just throw an RV in there and oh we'd be my good God, if National they start, Park or two and oh, if they start RVing <laughs> for season four oh I'm gonna be oh I love it so if you want something to watch yes there is some language it's not like the bear but there is some language and there is some violence and uh but I don't think the violence was really anything. No, I think it's a great show. I, yeah. you know, words are words and, you know, I, I don't really worry too much about that, but um, I really enjoyed it. I cannot wait for the new season to come out. If you want something that you're just going to fly through really short episodes to like 35 minutes. Um, so really accessible. This is, you need to watch this. It's a great, it's a great summer watch. It's a great summer watch. And it's on Hulu. And it's on Hulu. That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles Podcast. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for watching. And hey, if you want to hear more about how we're going to talk about solar, you want to check out some of the past episodes that we've talked about on this Detour podcast. This is our after the show podcast that we do for Mile Marker Plus monthly and yearly members. Those monthly members are $7 a month and our yearlies are 70 a year. You get two whole months for free for doing a yearly membership. You can have access to all of the detours that we have already recorded. They're about 15 minutes each. You can go back and kind of see this little bit more intimate behind the scenes conversation that we have with the Mile Marker Plus monthly and yearly. You can learn more about that at rvmiles.com slash milemarkers, but we will put links to it in the show notes and in the YouTube description. So thank you to all of you who are already over there and supporting us. We truly appreciate you. And we also appreciate all of you who are watching or listening today and making what we do possible. So thank you. Continue to enjoy summer. Hey, check out those savings accounts that are out there. Do the opposite of what Jason and Abby did. And you can find us at any time at www.rvmiles.com. And while you're doing it, keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.